this week on the Iowa Watch Connection. This is what we think is great. Why are we trying to go somewhere else to find the same thing? There is a great attraction for folks of all ages to live in a college community. Money that they have to spend on rent would be less than the money that forced University of Iowa students getting together can pool and pay for rent. But the relationship between town and gown can sometimes be a challenge. I wasn't sure that it was within reach for me to like live here. Finding a balance between student renters and homeowners, our topic this week. The Iowa Watch Connection is presented by the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism, online at iowawatch.org. Here is Jeff Stein. Regardless of the size of the college or university, Iowa's cities and towns that are home to those institutions of higher learning welcome them for a number of reasons. The infusion of young talent, the high amount of discretionary income spent, and the prestige factor. But there are problems. We often think of parking and the occasional party or celebration that gets out of hand. But housing these thousands of people creates a unique strain on neighborhoods that try to accommodate the different needs of temporary and permanent residents. Because of the integration of the city and the university, Iowa City perhaps has more unique challenges than others, and as a result, has sought more unique solutions. Iowa Watch's Lauren Wade has our report. But it's, it's really cool. I mean, I think in a college town, like, we, we love living mm -hmm. in a college town. And, like, young people around us all the time and lots of smart people. And Jen and Ted Knights both went to school at the University of Iowa and met at a local bar, the Deadwood Tavern. Ted once lived in Henry Black's Gaslight Village, an artisan community in Iowa City that previously housed Kurt Vonnegut, and Jen used to work for the local New Pioneer Co-op. Although they moved away briefly, the Knights always knew Iowa City was where they wanted to raise their family. You know, when I came here as a student, I actually had, even as a high school student in Marshalltown, I would come to Iowa City because mm -hmm. it was like the cool place to go. And I loved the Ped Mall and like just everything about this town. And so even as a student, I wanted to live here, mm -hmm. but I didn't, I wasn't sure that it was within reach for me to like live here, Yeah, you know? So it's been kind of a dream come true. But families like the Knights often find that housing costs in and around downtown Iowa City are more than they can afford. The problem in Iowa City rises not from a lack of income, but lack of available affordable housing. We always would have wanted to live downtown, yeah. um, but as our, especially the first time buying a house, you know, we both had decent jobs and everything, but we couldn't afford to live buy a house downtown or in one of the closer by neighborhoods like Longfellow, you know. Um, so we bought a house on the southeast side and lived there for 10 years and then mm -hmm. it was fine but I kind of, we kept getting in the car to go downtown to do stuff. Mm -hmm. Go to the library, go to the Angler, have, have food that was good and like just we kept coming to the downtown all the time and we um, were not within walking or biking distance especially mm -hmm. with little kids. So I sort of set my sights on trying to live downtown Many of the neighborhoods closest to the University of Iowa campus are heavily populated by renters, mostly students. The cost of high-end downtown condos are out of reach for many out of college and buying a home, and former residences have converted into apartments to meet the demand for housing in these areas. All these neighborhoods that are that are so close to the downtown and the campus, like mm -hmm. the property values keep rising, which is great, you know, for mm -hmm. the economy of our city, but it also tends to like make it um, so that just average normal people can't afford to buy the homes because any landlord can sink 400 grand into a house. 
and then turn and it around to profit. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing to the house. Iowa City has the highest rate of housing cost burdened households in the state of Iowa, a figure determined by looking at the percentage of a household's gross income that goes towards gross housing costs. Jerry Anthony, an associate professor with the School of Urban and Regional Development at the University of Iowa, said four or five students pooling resources often can afford more a month in housing costs than a family of four or a young professional looking to buy for the first time. Let's say a guy and his wife, um, uh, let's say a guy is a school teacher, a wife is, uh, they have kids as a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, the amount of money, the money that they have to spend on rent would be less than the money that forced University of Iowa students getting together can pool and uh, pay for rent. But the businesses and culture that having a large student population brings, bars, restaurants, theaters, and other artistic outlets, are largely what draw families like the Knights or another couple I had the opportunity to talk with to college towns such as Iowa City. Hey, Nina. Okay. Nina, why don't you get some of your other toys? Hey, Nina. Come here. Come on. Come here. Thomas Agron and Allie Ganade met at Grinnell College and chose Allie's hometown of Iowa City as the place they wanted to settle after graduating. Anyway, so. We were trying to figure out where to, where to live and after college, and um, we're visiting a number of different places. Um, we're thinking about Philadelphia or Madison or Oregon, and I realized that our measuring stick for a good place to live was Iowa City. So we're like, if this, is, if this is what we think is great, why are we trying to go somewhere else to find the same thing? Thomas and Allie purchased the second home sold through the University Neighborhood Partnership a program through the city of Iowa City that buys houses downtown and resells them to income-qualifying families or individuals. University is spelt with a capital C where you usually use an S in university. I am a a huge proponent of the university program. I think it's done really wonderful things for our city. I think the intention of of the program was to um, provide a little bit more balance in uh, neighborhoods that were starting to become all rental. Um, to tip the balance so it was a little closer to 50-50 owner-occupied and rental, uh, which benefits everybody because it provides a more stable environment where the homes are going to be taken care of really well and preserve the character uh, and is kind of a necessary check. Um, and you, you can see some other areas of the city that have turned all rental and then they start tearing down the homes and start building apartment buildings that don't really um, jive with the character uh, that people are looking for in those neighborhoods. David Powers and Lucy Joseph both work for the city of Iowa City and help part-time with the university program, which has completed 59 houses since it began in 2010. Basically, the way it works is we look at neighborhoods that are close in around downtown and uh, campus that have greater than 50% uh, rental to owner-occupied. Um, and we try and identify some houses in those areas that uh, might be available for sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, we buy them, the rentals, and uh, put some money into them, fixing them up, updating them, kitchens and bathrooms, paint, uh, furnaces, roofs, whatever they need. Uh, and then we sell them for owner-occupied, and the program locks in the fact that it has to stay owner-occupied for 20 years through a deed restriction and if the people who buy the house fulfill the terms which is basically live in the house um, the money that we put into the house to fix it up up to $50,000 is forgiven at the end of five years. To qualify for the program a family or individual's income must be below 40% of the median income. 
but the program will also look at factors such as household size and student loan debt. We get a wide range of individuals, teachers, individuals that work at the university, or individuals that are moving to the city and they've heard about the program through mm -hmm. their peers or just following on Facebook. Um, so we're getting a little bit of everybody yeah, working, families, young. young. Ted and Jen Knights now live blocks away from the heart of Iowa City in a home purchased through the University Neighborhood Partnership. And I like the idea of like um, other students like understanding that there are that there are ways for them to be here permanently. You know, that like the city is really interested in keeping families here and like been really good the last few years about um, nurturing that downtown and the surrounding neighborhoods to make sure that they're like a great place to be, whether you live here or whether you're visiting. And Lauren Wade joins us now. Lauren, what led you to report on this topic? Well, I mean, I've lived in Iowa City for six years, and the topic of housing costs here and renting, I've rented for that long, has always been a big conversation amongst my peer group. And I just started to really wonder, like, what led to that? What made Iowa City really different than other towns? Um, just started to go over a lot of, like, the city budget and looking at different programs they had. And I stumbled across the program, actually, in the city budget and was curious about it. What surprised you the most as you started doing the reporting? Obviously, there was the curiosity factor you mentioned before, but as you got into it, what surprised you the most? I mean, the program itself kind of was a surprise. I felt like it was very unique. It also doesn't really, you don't hear about it in Iowa City at all. You'd, I'd, I'd never heard of it before. Uh, it's not publicized that much. Um, I really enjoyed talking to the families, though. I felt like they were very... They were all very active members of the communities. They really appreciate Iowa City. Where do you think this is headed? You've done the reporting and talked to the people. Where do you think this is headed if we revisit this issue in, say, five years from now? I'm honestly not sure. When I talked to them at the city, they said that they're pretty much a year-to-year -year thing. It depends just on what the city council decides. It will be interesting to see because they mentioned... Uh, Jerry Anthony, and in my interview with him, he talked about that the city council is really looking at more pro-housing policies, making some changes there. So whether they'll actually utilize the university program in that or not, I'm not sure, but that would definitely be interesting to look at in the next few years. The university and Iowa City have a unique relationship, just as the university and any mm -hmm. other city would. Mm -hmm. How unique is it in Iowa City as opposed to other cities that have such a large university component? I think in Iowa City, the university or the city was really built up around the university. So you have neighborhoods so close to the um, campus buildings and businesses that were brought in and things like that, whereas other university cities such as Ames and Cedar Falls, it's a little more, the campus is a little more segregated. As you now move on to other reporting, from simply the reporter standpoint, what did you learn in this reporting that will help you as you do similar projects going forward? I think I did a lot of research going into the program, just really looking for different angles, looking for different um, ideas or contrib contributing factors as to what makes Iowa City's housing market different from other Iowa towns. That was a really good experience. Also, getting to talk to some of the families, I think I got a chance to really talk to some of them in depth and ask a lot of questions that I hadn't in previous assignments or reports that I'd done. 
So as you've now had this experience, what are some of the other ideas that you have for stories? Often when we cover something, we think of two and three and four other story ideas that we either are reminded of or spin off of this. Do you have any pages in the notebook to work on going forward as a result of this experience? Yeah, I left a couple ideas, I think, when I started looking at the university program for this article. I'd really like to look at small landlords in Iowa City, and I feel like there's a lot more still for leasing signs left from this fall around town, and I want to know what's going to happen to that to that housing and to those places. They're putting in a lot more bigger complexes, more, I think Jerry Anthony talked about it a little bit, boutique apartments, as they're called, for students or young professionals. So I want to know what's going to happen to all of the housing that's being left empty. Lauren, thanks, and good luck with the follow-up reporting. When we come back, you'll hear Lauren's interview with a University of Iowa professor who has studied these issues as part of his research. That's next as the Iowa Watch Connection continues. Support for the Iowa Watch Connection comes from the Iowa Insurance Division's Iowa Fraud Fighters Program. This statewide initiative educates Iowans on how to double-check before they invest and shield their savings from scammers. Thousands of Iowans have attended fraud fighter forums across the state to learn about new scams circulating in their area and how to stay a step ahead of fraudsters. Learn how to fight fraud and why it is important to report scams at iowafraudfighters.gov. The Iowa Watch Connection radio program is part of a statewide audience engagement project organized by the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism, an independent, nonprofit, nonpartisan news organization. The center is dedicated to producing high-quality investigative and community affairs journalism in Iowa, while also training journalism students to do this work at a high ethical level. The center is found online at iowawatch.org. Welcome back to the Iowa Watch Connection. I'm Jeff Stein. We continue our discussion of finding a balance between college student renters and homeowners now. Jerry Anthony is an associate professor in the University of Iowa School of Urban and Regional Development. In that role, he has paid close attention to efforts to balance housing for local residents and students who come from across Iowa and portions of Illinois, other states, and other countries to live in Iowa City as temporary residents while attending college. Iowa Watch's Lauren Wade spoke with him about these housing problems that are unique to Iowa City because of the proximity of its downtown business district to a major research university. How has the housing market and the population in Iowa City kind of changed over the last 10 years? Well, let me speak about, uh, say, 2000 to 2016, okay? Mm -hmm. And then things have changed a bit in the last couple of years. You know, uh, housing in Iowa City has has actually, uh, rather than just had, has, continues to be ex rental house or uh, apartment uh, uh, in desirable locations close to uh, downtown. So that uh, increases the supply price, right? So now a family or a household that wants to rent somewhere near downtown has to bid out the students, right? They have to pay more than the students. So mm -hmm. therefore, it increases if, uh, you know, increases the housing cost. So it does affect. You know, um, you know, one can't 
blame the students for it. And the reason is this. Uh, there's only so much of housing provided on campus. The so students have to. They don't have a choice. They have to live off campus. And, um, and in some ways, that's the decision that was made about 30, 40 years ago by the city and the uh, university. In the 60s, the city leaders from the city approached the university and said, you know what, university, you guys, uh, you probably shouldn't be building dorms because, you know, you have limited resources and you should perhaps use those resources for labs and buildings for teaching and all that. And we in the city have lots of builders. And, uh, you know, we, can, we can't teach, we can't do labs, but we can build houses. So um, let's have this uh, sort of arrangement where the city would build more housing for the students or accommodate more students in the houses, and um, the university would focus on academic space. Uh, prior to the 1960s, we had a larger proportion of students staying on campus, um, maybe 50% or so. Now we have less than 20%. So, um, so in some ways, this is the, the fact there are lots of students staying in Iowa City is partly something that Iowa City wished for 30, 40 years ago. Uh, but now what has happened is Iowa City, uh, some, neighbor, some neighborhoods that are close to downtown and close to the university are feeling that their uh, neighborhoods have become so uh, infiltrated, uh, to use the word, uh, by students and they're not very comfortable with it. They are trying to sort of push back against um, students living in their neighborhood. Do you have any specific examples of those neighborhoods? Uh, it's uh, the north side neighborhood, uh, so it is, uh, you know, uh, north, so it's east of here, east of the university, and north of Jefferson Street. Those are the places, Goosetown, uh, those are the, the, you know, those are the places that have been feeling this uh, inundation, they say, of students. You know, to some extent, uh, the city, uh, and, and, and I'm probably sounding very pro-university, I'm not so pro-university, but on this issue, this is an issue that the city has to pay some attention to because the city just cannot ignore the students and say, well, the university has to take care of it, right? It, this is not possible. And, and plus, here's the other moral problem for the city. The city of Iowa City would be um, a blink and you miss down on IAT but for the students, right? So the, the city exists because of the students. The city cannot just uh, say, oh, well, you know, we won't do anything for the students. If you want, if the students weren't there, what would downtown Iowa City be? What would be there won't be a city. So the city bears some responsibility about uh, doing something for the student population because it's the well to use a very crass phrase for the city. Students are the goose that lays the golden egg. One thing is interesting that you're talking about to the neighborhoods wanting their neighborhoods back because one of the people that I did talk to with that, the city was, she helps with the university partnership or uh -huh. neighborhood stabilization partnership. They've bought rental houses and converted them for families to buy. What's your, right. what, what are your thoughts on that type of a program? I think um, it is an interesting program, but um, essentially what it's doing is it's taking a lot of housing away from students, right? It's not solving the problem. So the students who were sort of displaced by that conversion are going to some other house somewhere. They're not going back to campus. So they've taken a house that was formerly occupied by students and converted it back to ownership. But those students are now in some other house in the city. So it, it, it sounds like a very good program, but it's actually not fixing the problem. Is there anything that the university or the city is doing to help house some of the students? 
No, well, what has happened is uh, recognizing that there is a big need for student housing here, many developers have come in and built a lot of housing uh, for students. Right now what is happening is that there is a huge, uh, a large amount of student housing that has come online or is coming online shortly. This is not because the city invited developers here and said, hey, come on, build student housing. We need this. We need to solve this. It wasn't because of that. It wasn't because a university called up developers and said, hey, come and build here. We need student It wasn't. It's developers sensed a market opportunity and they came here. There are a couple of studies that are being conducted right now uh, as we speak, uh, one sponsored by the city and another sponsored by the university to get a sense of student housing needs. One of the studies, a university study, is a very, very thorough study of university student housing, uh, uh, the, the needs of university students for housing. The study that is being sponsored by the city is a kind of a policy response to what to do about student housing needs by surrounding community. So together the studies will provide, uh, I'm hoping, will provide good information for some action and some steps to address student housing needs in a way that the city feels comfortable with or accepting of. Jerry Anthony, associate professor in the University of Iowa School of Urban and Regional Development, speaking with Iowa Watch reporter Lauren Wade. And that brings us to the close of this week's program. We're back again next week at this same time. In the meantime, you can connect with us online, iowawatch.org. Click on the Iowa Watch Connection tab at the top of the page to listen to all or part of this program again for a list of stations that carry the program and more, iowawatch.org. Follow us on Twitter at Iowa Watch and be sure to use the hashtag IAWatchConnection when commenting about the program. We're on Facebook too, facebook.com slash iowawatch. And you can share your thoughts about this program or suggest ideas for future programs by email. The address is radio at iowawatch.org. The program is produced in the studios of KXEL Radio, Waterloo, Cedar Falls, Cedar Rapids. I'm Jeff Stein. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you'll make the Iowa Watch Connection again next week. Iowa Watch Connection is a copyrighted presentation of the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism, which is solely responsible for its content. For more information about the center, including how you can contribute so high-quality investigative and community affairs journalism and student training can continue, go online, iowawatch.org.